broadcasting over the Universal Wide Web, the flagship of the NWCZ Radio Empire. This is the Northwest Convergent Zone Show. Everybody, welcome to the Northwest Convergent Zone Show. I am Big D. I am Voxy. Susan and the ladies. I'm on one. Hey, it's good to have you along. Five shows left, everybody. Five. Count them. Mm-hmm. Count Put them a, down now. Five in the... Single. Yeah, exactly. And <laughs> we're on the uh, on the eve, if you're listening to us on uh, Sunday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're on the eve of Cinco de Mayo. Yes. Which is uh, one of my favorite holidays of the year. That's why I'll be in Vegas. Food and Corona. <laughs> <laughs> Stop rubbing it in. Damn it. Um... I grew up in the South, down in Houston, and um, it wasn't a, you know, this is an American-made, basically American-made holiday, mm-hmm. which really um, didn't latch on with the gringos, that <laughs> would be us, um, until, I don't know, probably maybe in the 80s, you know, mid, mid-80s or whatever. Did we steal it from them? We no, they, they uh, you know, they, they would, didn't want it's, it it's not, it's not, uh, let's <laughs> give you a little background on it. It is not a um, day of independence for Mexico or anything. Right. It, it's, it's, um, it's basically, it's a battle. It's, it was about a battle in, in Puebla down there. It's about a, a day of alcohol dependence on the American Here party. it is. Yay. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Uh, no, it's, it was, and it's the Battle of Puebla, <laughs> and uh, it actually started in, in Mexican-American communities because we had everything else, right? Sure. We, we have St. <laughs> Patty's Day, mm-hmm. we have Valentine's Day, we have all the days. And they're like, well, we deserve a day too, which I agree. And so it started in smaller communities. They would get together and they yes. just sort of picked that as a, it, was a, it, was a, it was a monumental battle back then. And... Um, so they celebrate that. And uh, then it caught on at the local restaurants. People were like, what's going sure. on down there? And then Cinco de Mayo was born. Mm-hmm. It just seems incredibly un-American to me altogether to not just have as many holidays as we can Every get. day should be a <laughs> holiday. Like, who's going to turn down a new holiday? Come on. <laughs> but see, now, and I've been asked, uh, I've been asked this before. You know, people ask hypothetical questions. And uh, I've been asked, okay, so... And I'll ask you guys this, and listening audience, participate, play oh along. God. If you were only allowed to eat for the rest of your life one type of food, ethnic food, whether it be Italian, you know, or Greek, or Indian, or you know, Mexican, Mexican, American. or Thai, or whatever it was, oh, man, what would tough. what would you do? What would what would it be? What would you pick? Because in America, we don't really have a cuisine. We don't. You know, it'd be hot, hot dogs and hamburgers. Yeah. And Hell yeah. Whatever. And you'd be dead within a year. But <laughs> so if you could pick one. Delicious and mine, top of my hey, list. Hey, meatloaf is as American as it gets. Well, it is. <laughs> now, fine. <laughs> and we're really good at it. <laughs> but uh, 
for me, Mexican food's always been at the top yeah. because we had great Mexican food down south. Mm. Um, and we good course, Mexican food would yeah. be at the top because there's some <laughs> very well, yeah, there's, there's, some, there's stuff, some very yeah. bland Mexican yeah. food. Well, in, not Taco Bell. There's in, very bad all kind of food. <laughs> that would be hell. You know, <laughs> yeah. Talk I'm about imp- your uh, consistent Montezuma's revenge, man. <laughs> <laughs> First time I had uh, Mexican food in Oregon after living in Arizona, I was like, what? This yeah. is not Mexican. The, uh, food. Well, we can. I can go into a list of just horrible Mexican food, but <laughs> but good Mexican food, and, and I think number two on my list would probably be Italian. Yeah. Um, yeah, I really they have because of the variety and I'd all have to the, say Greek for me would okay. be number two, and that's and that's fair. Everybody yeah. has. Their I think own. I think food. Love it's Mexican. Got, I know on ones would be something in the green family. <laughs> <laughs> Just be weed. It would <laughs> eat weed the rest food. of my life. <laughs> It's kind of like guys with me. Like, I, I don't think I could pick just one. <laughs> <laughs> Why limit yourself? <laughs> well, I mean, it, Mexican it's definitely a hypo- <laughs> at the top of the list. It's a hypothetical and you don't get disease. All right. So just, <laughs> first, I mean, I guess you could if it was really bad, but that's the same with men. <laughs> well, sure. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> Careful where you eat your supper, ladies. <laughs> guys, same goes for you. Uh, be, oh be careful where you're dining. Yes. I, I think if I could only eat one thing for the rest of my life for one kind of food, probably Uh-oh. be Canadian. Oh, I was Canadian. Oh yeah, yeah poutine. You, you a lot of poutine. <laughs> yeah, just a bunch of fries with gravy on them. Some back I mean. bacon. Yummy. <laughs> yes. You know they do salmon. Okay. Up Again, there. dead yeah. within a year. <laughs> uh, that's fine. No doubt. But what a way to go. That's right. right. Yeah, yeah. Cheese well, curds, gravy, not and much fries. Better with all the cheese no, and sour cream. It is. Well, but that's what that's Tex-Mex pyramid, right? That's Tex-Mex. You go to Mexico, and that's not so much the case. I I haven't been to Mexico. Well, I'm just I, telling. I eat Mexican food. Well, you need here. to get out more, Vox. <laughs> <laughs> What's the matter with you? We're only two thousand miles from the border. Get on it. <laughs> uh, it's good to have everybody along. We're in a good mood. I hope you are too. Uh, we had some gorgeous days this week. Now we're back to typical Northwest weather. It was kind of a kind of a pump fake from mother yeah. nature was like, during the uh, week while we're working oh, yeah, ain't that was, bad. it's such a tease i gotta look out the window at it all day and yeah, yeah. Uh, but um we like i said we have five shows left and uh we're, we'll be um we'll be making a, a another big announcement on our final show which will be june 1st june 1st is the final show of the northwest conversion zone uh show and we want to thank uh, all of you who have been faithful and listened over the years, and that's going to be a lot of fun. That that show, we're not going to have any musical guests. We're we're going to bring back as many. We're going to have every musical of, guest. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're going to bring back as many of our cast as we can round up that yeah. have been on this show yes. over the years, and we're going to uh, we'll hopefully play some clips of some classic moments and uh, we'll play some music, and uh, it'll be a lot of fun, and it will be live. Yes. So we'll take we'll take some phone calls if anybody wants to d- dare dial in to a just a massive. <laughs> are we drunk. getting drunk? Yes, we are. Of course. <laughs> the, I don't know if anybody any of our any of our syndicates are going to want to run that show. <laughs> it might be a hidden episode for them. It might, it, they might just be getting a best of. I don't know. Yeah. We'll, we'll see how it, we'll see how it goes. Do a mock straight sober episode and then and then we'll party. Exactly. Uh, it was a busy week around here as far as shows and everything go. I mean, it's uh, I think everywhere. I, I look on the calendar around uh, around the country and it's getting that time. Festivals are Mm -hmm. kicking into gear. Uh, Everybody's out and about and playing. Um, You know, even 
and all the big guys are on tour and everything all coming to a, a, a town near you soon um but locally here uh one of our own voxy oh, yeah. she was in action last night and uh susan was there for a little bit of it mm-hmm. i we had a station meeting i wasn't able to make it down there um I always have an excuse, Fox, I and I apologize. No, I made both, just saying. But yeah. I'm, uh, you don't have to apologize. <laughs> I know you're sorry. I'm busy. <laughs> As does everybody. <laughs> but how, how, how was it, Susan, from your perspective? Uh, we had Devil on a Leash featuring Voxy. Yes. Yeah, no, it was fantastic. As usual, Voxy's always great, and her spirit up there on the stage is amazing. And then they did uh, a couple of songs. I, I couldn't stay for the whole thing, but I a couple of songs just the three of them like as mm-hmm. well yeah. yeah the thing was was we had like two hours to fill and since we're still a relatively new band we only have like maybe 45 50 minutes of all of us together so but they've been playing for a few years and mm-hmm. so they have a bunch of old stuff that they were able to pull out so i'd get up and do a couple songs with them and then they'd get up and do a couple without me and i'd go flirt with the audience and hand out my little boxy <laughs> fortunes and stuff and which the audience <laughs> loved by oh, the way oh do. my goodness it was it was Attention really from boxy <laughs> It was really cool, though, because, I mean, you know, the way O'Malley's is set up, it's kind of split, you know, and um, so at the beginning of the night, it was like, I mean, it wasn't like it was empty over where the stage was. It was mostly all of our people, though, all all the people that I already know. But as the show got going, you would see the people sit at the bar like perk up. I saw a few come in from there, too. And then they started. And even after you left, it it continued to get more and more packed in there. So it's a good show. Yeah, it's perfect. Well, I, uh, I, I was very, very, it was a very, very busy week for me. Um, but I'm, I, like I said, I'm not to make anybody jealous, but I will be gone next week, mm. but I got a hell of a lineup folks, <laughs> uh, for what I'll be checking out. Um, Tuesday night, I will be going to see Rod Stewart, which would mm-hmm. be fantastic. I haven't seen him for years. Um, <laughs> looking forward to him kicking the soccer balls into the crowd. That'd be great. Uh, and then I will be going to see Jane's addiction. And then flying back home and be going and going to Chris Robinson Brotherhood. So we'll have a lot to talk about next, next week. Yeah. As far as Jeez, what why don't you yep. go do something fun? <laughs> Get the fuck out of here big already. Big D does not. <laughs> yeah, I don't sit around and stay idle. Let's just put it that way. Hey, we have a big show coming up for you uh, later on. One of our favorite uh, artists, Kim Archer, will be checking in. Uh, Post Adolescence has a brand new CD, as does our first guest this week. You know him from uh, Counting Cars, and he also makes appearances on uh, Pawn Stars. He is uh, the Count. He's the guy that uh, refurbishes all the killer hot rods. He has a band. It's called Counts 77, and their guitar player, who's amazing in his own right, uh, it will be uh, joining us in just a moment. Let's get into it. Here they are, Counts 77. Who we are, what we do, people, let's rock and roll. 
That is the band Counts 77 with Let the Rockin' Do the Talkin'. You're here on the uh, Northwest Convergence Zone show. Uh, lead singer of the band, you might recognize from TV, his name is uh, Danny Coker. He's the Count. And uh, he pops in every now and then on uh, Pawn Stars. And then he also has his own show where uh, he just takes killer rides and makes them so badass that you and i can't afford them right i mean that's pretty much it's <laughs> pretty much how that works <laughs> uh he pimps them out to the degree that the the average man just drools um but he has they have this killer band count 77 and uh one of the guitar players stony curtis who is just an amazing musician in his own right he has his own band stony curtis band several albums he's a part of the project and he's on the line with us stony how are you brother 
I am doing fantastic. We're we're recovering from our uh, record release party last night in Vegas. So uh, <laughs> yeah, we're all kind of dragging a little bit, but I'm doing well. Thank you for having us on, having me on the show, and having the band uh, the band's music on the show. It's great. Yeah, well, thanks for being there. You know, and I'm bummed because I'm uh, I'm actually flying into Vegas tomorrow for a week, so I missed it by like a day and a oh, half. Oh man, I know it has been a. It has been a crazy week here. We had the, you know, the record came out on Tuesday, and we had a record release signing at uh, at a record store here in Las Vegas on a five five thirty on a Tuesday, and we had over three hundred people there. Come nice get their record signed, which was just kind of blew us away. And then uh, you know we had we did it um, uh, the the news program here and uh, radio, and it's just been the whole week has just been a whirlwind. Yeah, I bet so. Um, you guys, uh, it sounds like the show was killer. Um, you guys had a the the, C, the CD release show with uh, the Solid Sons, who I've seen. They're very good as well. Um, yeah, you know they they got a cool little unique style, right? Yeah, no doubt about it. And um, so, like I said, I'm disappointed I wasn't there, but I have uh, I was privileged to get a an advanced copy of the CD and. Uh, it's it's phenomenal. Tell us a little bit about how you, because you have your own career. You're in like I don't know what five bands. You're in several bands. <laughs> well, I, I know it seems like that, but no, I have my my band, the Stony Curtis Band, and then I, and I do of course the Count Seventy Seven Band, and then uh, the bass player in in my band also plays in Count Seventy Seven, and uh, the two of us with uh, a guy named Scott Coogan, and Scott Coogan was has played with Ace Frehley and. Loose Mob and Brides of Destruction and stuff, and but he's a phenomenal drummer and a, and a great singer. And we do like a little power trio kiss tribute, yeah. uh, where you know we, we don't wear makeup or anything like that. We just get out there and rock the tunes, and then uh, and, and he sings he sings back from behind the drums, and it's it, it's it's a pretty fun little project. Nice. Uh, so again, now you didn't start out in Vegas, did you? Where, where tell us where you started out. Well, I grew up in Chicago, yeah. and then I moved to uh, I moved to L.A. Uh, probably when I was I think nineteen, and uh, yeah, and I just kind of had my Stony Curtis band for years out there, and uh, I started doing a lot of shows in Vegas, where you know I pretty much had like dual citizenship at that point because I was constantly <laughs> in Vegas, and I was constantly you know driving. I could drive down the fifteen freeway in a coma at, at, after a certain point. I, I had done it so much, but. Um, right. Yeah, eventually uh, I just figured, you know, I, I really like Vegas. Um, it's a 24-hour town, and being a musician uh, helps because, you know, back in L.A., you know, 10, 11 o'clock during the week, they start rolling up the sidewalks. And, uh, you know, I, out here, I could just be hitting the shower at 11 o'clock. So. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, so now you, you so you had the, the your band going, and then uh, the Count 77 – wasn't the original name of this band, was it? No, it, it, the original name of the band was called Zito 77. Yeah. And uh, uh, basically what, what it was was John Zito, uh, who was the other guitar player in the band, has a, a jam session at Danny's Club uh, in Vegas. Uh, it used to be on Sundays, now it's on Wednesdays. Um, and it's just, uh, you know, they call it the electric jam. And it's just, you know, John would get up and play a set, and then you start inviting musicians up to to jam songs and so on and so forth and uh after a while you know danny's always been a singer but has kind of just kind of taken himself out of it over the years you know getting more involved in the uh 
and the cars and the bikes and the, the TV show and yeah. whatever else the man's got going on. He's he's a machine. I don't know how how he does it, but he is he is a machine. That's the first question I would, would have asked him had he been on. <laughs> was how the hell yeah, does he do I, it? Yeah, I I honestly I don't know. I marvel at it because you know the TV show. I think they're in the middle of taping season four right now. I mean, so they're beating this guy like a mule. Yeah, and then he still and then he still has to. Uh, you know, he still has to run his business. He's still he's still the creative mind behind every project that happens at Towns Customs. Uh, so he still has to he still has to do that, and then he still has to find time for his life and his uh, band and whatever else uh, he's got going on. So you know, I have the utmost respect for that guy. Well, and you're a busy guy so, too, and because uh, I know you've been on uh, the Shrapnel label for a while, and and that's also where uh, Counts uh, Seventy Seven has landed on uh, Shrapnel. Uh, label which is an independent uh, record Uh, and you guys now when you set out to record this uh, this CD um, Mm -hmm. everybody's so busy of a I don't know how you guys find time to like actually get together and practice and stuff but was it did it feel like uh, when you when you guys like okay we're gonna record we got to hit a studio uh, did you feel it was a a hurried pace or or did you guys set set a block of time aside and go in and and do it relaxing i'm, I'm curious how did that go down well uh as you said I, i've been on shrapnel and i've been working with mike barney now for for 10 years uh, uh last month i think he signed me in 2004 april 2004 and my first record came out in 2005 so i've been working with mike for for a long time and we've done five albums now together and uh and and Mike Varney and I are also very good friends. You know, we're cut from the same cloth of we like Michael Schenker and seventies guitar and, and uh blues guitar and you know, so we I've always had that kind of bond, you know, where we kind of see things musically eye to eye when it comes to rock and roll and blues and stuff. Um and then I was doing I was doing my record, my Halo of Dark Matter record at Danny's studio. Um in Vegas, and Mike, of course, was there producing it. And Mike has been seeing the Count 77 band for, for a couple of years now, and he just always felt like, yeah, it's good, good, good. And then, it, But every every time he would see it, it just seemed to be getting tighter and better and just seemed to be really gelling. And then when we were doing my record, uh, when we finished it, you know, we just kind of started talking about, about it, and he goes, if we do a Count 77 record, he goes, what do you think? And he goes, what kind of guitar riffs you got and stuff? And then, you know, I just kind of laid out a bunch of stuff that I have. And, and, uh, and then, you know, uh, and Mike, of course, is uh, very creative as well. And then he would throw his two cents into it uh, with the music. And then we would just sit around and have conversations with Danny and start writing down all these notes and, and, and started putting together all these songs. And, um, but yeah, so after we were doing that, so, so Mike really kind of felt like, this was a good opportunity to make a, a really good, solid '70s style rock album of original tunes, and yeah. uh, we just kind of, we just kind of—I mean, honestly—we just kind of got together, got in the studio at Danny's studio, uh, had the engineer, and we just, you know, we just started laying out the songs. Uh, I think we laid them out like in three, three days. Wow. Yeah, you know the basic tracks and, yeah. and the arrangements and stuff, and and uh, you know Mike and I kind of do that, and then Danny would. Again, you know, he would just start telling us stories about whatever it is, you know, and uh, <laughs> and we would and we would uh, and and Mike has a way of taking what you're saying and and putting it in a way that makes sense and tells the story in a, 
song, you know? Sure. Uh, well, you and guys are, how you guys are pros. That's all there is to it. Uh, Count 77 is the name of the band. Um, we're talking with Stoney Curtis. He's a guitarist in there. He also has his own band. Check him out. Stoney Curtis band. Uh, if you like blues rock and just some ripping guitar, he's your guy. Uh, let's go to another tune. Counts 77. This is my machine. We'll be right back here on the zone. saw her, she was looking pretty rough I knew if I could get her alone, she'd respond to my touch My friend seems to like her I let him pass her around The last guy got her all fired up There's nothing like that sound She's fast She's mean She's fast She's got everything She takes me places that I've never seen She's fast She's mean More than a machine I saw her sitting alone She was saying take me for a ride she was begging me to tickle it So I gladly obliged There's nothing like her My friends don't think I'm whipped I got so damn excited The first time I saw her stripped She's fast She's mean oh, She's fast, she's mean She's got everything She takes me places that I never see She's fast She's mean Moving a machine Everything she takes me places that I never see. She's 
There you have it. That is My Machine by Counts77. They're out of Las Vegas. Uh, they have a brand new CD out, which you can go to uh, shrapnelrecords.com and just uh, down, full, full download it right there. Um, there's also CDs available that you can add, uh, you know, get the physical copy and so forth. We're on the line with Stoney Curtis. He's a big part of the band. He's uh, been a big part of the scene down in L.A. and Vegas for some time. Uh, you guys um, got some big names to help you out on this album. How did that go down? Oh, my Lord, right? Uh, Mike has done records with both of those guys over the course of the past 20 years. Uh, so they have a, have a relationship. And, um, you know, uh, the Count 77 band, of course, started out as a 70s style cover band, you know, and we would just put a little bit more heat behind it. But we were playing Snortin' Whiskey and, and some of these other big 70s anthems, you know. Right. So Mike had the, uh, Mike had the uh, relationship with, with Rick and Pat and, uh, we had been doing snoring whiskey for a while, and Mike, uh, Mike and I were out to uh, breakfast because Mike Barney likes to eat pie like at four o'clock in the morning. When he's in bed. <laughs> he keeps, me at, keeps me up at the Palace Station uh, uh, cafe before I'm, I'm falling asleep, and he's he's wired out on ice cream and pie. You know? Nice. And uh, uh, but yeah, so we started talking. He goes, you know, I think I can probably get, I can probably get Pat Travers to play on that. Would that be kind of cool? I'm like. Yeah. yeah, you know what I mean to do do the uh-huh. do the song with the guy that that did it, of course. You yeah, know? and then uh, and we had never done rock and roll hoochie coo, and of course rock and roll hoochie coo is on there. And uh, and he goes, I bet I could probably get Rick Derringer to play on that too. I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> this is nuts. I mean, for me, you know. See, I mean, and, and then the, at this the, point, I would have been saying, dang, why weren't we doing a Pink Floyd cover or like an Eric Clapton <laughs> cover? If he could just grab these guys out of the sky, let's go big. <laughs> yeah, right, right. So, uh, so yeah, so uh, so Mike uh, called bo- both of the guys, and uh, and they were more than happy to do it, and they just ripped these great guitar solos and, and sent them sent them to us and uh yeah we were just so fortunate to be able to get them and have those two classic iconic i mean those are really like iconic guitar songs of the 70s and have those guys on there for me was just like a a rush to go yeah i'm not i'm on i'm on an album and songs with pat travers and rick derringer (laughs) nuts to me did they actually come in did they come into the studio did you get to meet them no they they uh you know nowadays everything just kind of sure sent it across yeah yeah yeah, yeah, that's drop, cool drop though. Box, yeah, you, you, that's a great resume builder. And yeah, I mean, how many people get to say that uh, that they've been on an album you know, with those guys? Exactly. You know, and then the other cool thing too on Rock and Roll Hoochie Coo. On, I don't know if you guys are familiar with, with Paul Shortino, but he was in Rough Cut back in the day and uh, right, uh, Quiet Riot. He's in the the uh, Rating the Rock Vault out here in Las Vegas. We call him the Mayor of Rock Vegas. I mean, he, he's such a personality. <laughs> nice. and, 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 he, and he's so funny, and, and he just brings so much energy and light into the room when he comes. We just call it, we just call him the mayor, you know. And uh, but he, but I always tell Mike, don't forget, we got Duke Fame on our record too, because Paul was Duke Fame in Spinal Tap. Oh right, yeah. Right, remember when they were at the the, the hotel, right? And yeah, exactly. You guys playing down the Normal Dome or whatever it is. <laughs> but Paul was the the rock star guy, right? Duke yeah, Fame, right. So. Yeah, I always say, don't forget, we got Duke Fame on our record, too. That's right. <laughs> uh, all-star lineup, my man. Uh, yeah, and uh, Chris Logan sang the backgrounds, and Chris sang with uh, Michael Schenker for a couple of tours and a couple albums. So, 
and Jakey e. Lee sang on Jakey e. Lee's one of Jakey e. Lee's records. So wow. yeah, you know we. We, yeah, we were pretty lucky. Yeah, you, well, you, I don't know about that. You guys are well deserving. I mean, like I said, you've been uh, you've been working hard uh, playing the scene for a long time, and uh, yeah. when you do that, you know, uh, rewards come around to you, my friend. And uh, I'm a big fan of your thank music you. as well. Uh, for those of you who aren't oh, familiar, you. Stony Curtis Band. Uh, I've seen you in Vegas. I come to Vegas once or twice a year, and uh, you, you always blow me away with uh, with your guitar playing. I know people. People are going to, you know, when they hear it, they're going to compare you to, you know, like uh, Stevie Ray and Clapton and all that. But you have your own vibe to it. And uh, when you when you're catching a groove, uh, I, I I look around and, and the whole room is logged into what you're doing. It's like you just capture everybody. Um, and I right. think you brought that That's to I think you brought that to the count. Seventy seven. I haven't seen you guys live, but I've uh, obviously I've heard the, the disc and you guys have that. You've, you've captured that that classic just sort of, uh, you know, alcohol and, and funny car <laughs> gasoline style right. uh, rock and roll that we all loved back then, right? Blue jeans, long hair, mirrored shades. Come on. Right. You know, <laughs> I, I, uh, at, the, at the party last night, there, there's a, a guy, um, blues guy, his name is Glenn Patrick, and, and uh, great blues player, you know, tours around the world playing blues and stuff. And, and he and I go way back, and, uh, and he, he came to the show last night and was, very complimentary of the show, and, and I just said, you know, Glenn, I am going to spread the blues gospel and continue to spread the blues gospel. It doesn't matter if there's more distortion and it's louder. It's still just the blues, man. Yeah. yeah. And uh, and that's still my heart and soul is playing blues music, playing blues guitar, and just, you know, it's the kind of music that it's all feel, it's all soul, it's all heart, it's all passion, and... uh the thing with the Count record of why I really enjoyed getting into doing our own original stuff is that now I get to play the I get to play the guitar in this band like I'm playing the guitar in my band. Yeah. And I, you know, I get to play the solos. I get to do the you know I, I I remember them. You know, I get to play them every night, and I get to play like myself rather than just copying. You know, uh, Train kept a rolling or something yeah. like that, which I I love doing, of course. You know, and uh, but still, it's, it's put your own thing out there, put your own stamp on it and be able to play the guitar the way that, that you play the guitar. That's, that's the best part of it. So now the question is, uh, you guys, you, you've dropped this, uh, this album and you've had your CD release party. Um, and you have this, you know, killer lineup for a band with a lot of cats who are busy in their own projects. Um, right. do you, do we keep it together? Is, are you guys in this for the long haul? Is this a one-off? What's, what are the plans? Oh, no, yeah. What are the plans for count 77 now? Well, we're in this for the long haul. We've all been dedicated from the get-go. You know, the one, the one great thing about, about this band is that it's a band. It's the same guys every night, you know, in Vegas, you know, you get, uh, you get these bands and, and, uh, you know, this guy plays in this band, that band, that band, that band, and they, they all just kind of, whoever's available to do the gig, right? Right, for sure. We've always been a band. We've always said we don't sub out the band. It's always going to be these guys. You know, we, we have our, our vibe. We have our band. That's it. And, you know, back in the day, you knew all the members of Aerosmith. You knew all the members of Kiss. You knew all the, you know what I mean? It wasn't yeah. like... You follow what I'm saying? I mean, wasn't a, all those yeah, guys. it wasn't a revolving like door of, uh, right. of of who who they could grab. Right, exactly. You know, uh, Zeppelin was Zeppelin, the Who, whatever. You know, I mean, it was just 
it was those guys. So, you know, we, we wanted to be like that. We wanted to be a real rock and roll band who grew and progressed and tried to put on the best show that we could every, every time we went out and played. So, um, we've been dedicated to it. We're going to, I mean, I mean, really the train's just leaving the station at this point right nice, now. So, nice. um, so we, we have plans. Um, we're doing a bunch of, a uh, bunch of shows around the country this year. Uh, and because of Danny's schedule, it's a double edged sword, right? I mean, we, we, we're, we're getting a lot of these opportunities because of Danny, but we also have a limited amount of stuff that we can do because, because of Danny. Danny's schedule. Yeah. He's got to do the show. And, but again, too, the TV show, you can't, you can't pay for that kind of advertising. No, no absolutely no not. I mean, you know, I mean, this guy's on television every week on one of the biggest shows in the country right now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and he, so, and he does phenomenal work on that side and rock and roll just kind of goes hand in hand with what he's doing. And, yeah, uh, and, he's, and he's always been a singer. He's, you know, he, he grew up uh, in the church and, and uh, singing gospel music and stuff. So he, he's got the pipes, man. And it, it, over the, over the past couple of years, he's just getting stronger and stronger and, and more in tune with what he's doing. And yeah, he's phenomenal. But so, but getting back to your question. So we're going to, we're going to do a bunch of uh, shows this year. We're doing a lot, lot of fly-ins. We're doing the throttle fest with Jackal uh, a bunch of times this year. Like we go to Myrtle beach next week we, or we have about a week and a half. And then we're going to be in Chicago and Michigan and Kansas city and stuff. But, um, but uh, Mike and I, well, Donnie was here, of course, for the record celebration this whole week, which has been crazy. But uh, but he's been here, so and he wants to do another Counts record. We'll probably do that kind of like the same time we did this past one, which is like October, November, so that we have another one coming out next year again. Nice. And then by then, I think Danny will be a little bit more free to do more of the band stuff. Because we've had to turn down more than than what we can do right now, which is right. painful to us, you sure. know. Because we go, oh man, I'm a blues guy, man. I, I'm I'll play seven nights a week, you know. I'm ready to go do it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but um, so so we're hoping by next year we'll have the second record out. Uh, we'll probably shoot maybe a live DVD or something this year. We're hoping. Um, cool. Because you know, I, I say as cool as cool as the record is, the live DVD is going to be even better because the band is like a freight train now with the keyboards and the singing and having the songs and so um so next year we'll have a second record out and hopefully we'll we'll be able to do uh, a more of a true tour well and i'm gonna wager a guess that uh in your dvd there's some really killer hot rods how about that <laughs> I, I would i would assume you know uh, we're gonna be doing a video actually for um your love ain't right nice we're be doing a, a video for that and uh um Danny and the director have been kind of throwing around some ideas, and, and I'm pretty sure it has some kind of cool car in it. <laughs> so, are is you guys all have you know your day your, your day to day life, and you guys you drive a, a normal car, I assume, and not every not everybody rolls around in the hot rods that, that Danny's creating, right? Uh, right. Is well, it's Zito now? He has the van. Okay. <laughs> so, is there? Is, are you on good enough terms, or is he a good enough buddy that you know you're rolling down the road, your car makes a funny noise, you call him up and you roll it into the shop, or is he, he doesn't have time for that? Uh, yeah. Well, they, uh, yes, of course. Uh, 
the, the guys at the shop are constantly working on working on uh, the band members' cars. So. <laughs> <laughs> nice little perk but, uh, there. I haven't I haven't done it yet. I haven't said, "Hey, I got a problem with my car." Um, <laughs> but uh, no, but you know, they they have full everything there. I mean, they got a mechanical paint, uh, fabrication, fabric. I mean, whatever you need done to your to pimp your ride, they've got it there. Yeah. Um, I just read yeah, somewhere that he uh, he redid a um, it was like an early '80s uh, Mercedes that had belonged to Bob Marley. Uh, Bob had yeah. le- Bob had left it to Ziggy, and um, yeah. they, they chose him. That's that's pretty cool, right there. And he's been having you know he did a, a truck for Rob Zombie that was out of this world. The the, uh, the Ziggy Marley uh, Bob Marley car was great. Uh, and some of the musicians they had they had Judas Priest coming on. Nice. Uh, <laughs> who else? Yeah, it's been you know again as the show gets more and more popular, a lot of these guys you know the people that you can get on the show seems to go up and, and oh and yeah. Some of, the, some of these, you know, big names, they want Danny to do their car, so they're now contacting right. the shop. Say, See, hey, I want so, Danny to do my car. And that's what Danny, then he needs to swap, like, uh, opening head, opening acts with these bands, you know? Yeah. It's like, okay, I'll work on your car, <laughs> but we get to we get a six-month tour to all the main, you know, we're going to Chicago, New York, you know, right. Dallas brother, and L.A. No, with you guys. Brother, that, that, that's... The, there's more truth to that than you than you would know. <laughs> I just know how I would be there, thinking. There might be, a, there might be a couple of surprises coming up over the next year. That awesome. You, you'll go, oh, I get it. Sweet. <laughs> I love I it. I see the trade-off here. Yeah, okay, I love good. it. We've been talking with uh, Stoney Curtis. He's a guitar player for Counts 77. They are uh, a band, a killer rock band out of Las Vegas. And uh, Stoney, I want to thank you very much for uh, taking some time out with us today. I think what's happening for you guys is is phenomenal. It's fabulous. You have a great sound, and it's well-deserved. I know you guys are all hardworking musicians, and uh, yeah. it seems like seems like you guys are dialed in right now, and uh, things are things are swinging your way, so that that's awesome. Uh, tell yeah, us. I appreciate it. You know, good good rock and roll should never go out of style. No, absolutely not. Or the blues either. Even on your, even with your side yeah, stuff. Blues, right. uh, tell us a little yeah. bit about. We're going to go out with this song. Uh, everybody, uh, you can grab the album by going over to uh, Shrapnel Records dot uh, com and you can download Counts seventy seven. It's self titled. Uh, you can either download it or you can order the CD. And uh, it's great. 13 tracks. Uh, you have Rick Derringer on there and uh, Pat Travers. And it's just phenomenal. But the, the song we're going to play right here. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> the song we have hey, here. Don't forget the Duke. That's right. <laughs> the Duke is on there. And Stoney Curtis. Uh, this is Your Love Ain't Right. Tell us a little bit about this song. I, I love this song because it, it's the first song on the record and this song to me it gives you everything that the band is right out of the gate it's got it's the 70s right it's got yes. the john shaft wah wah pedal right out of the grano waka 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 it's got the <laughs> bruce dickinson i need more cowbell baby right in the beginning right? <laughs> and then, you know i mean all all these 70s cliches the wah wah pedal the cowbell and then just the you know the 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 ripping guitar and 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 danny's voice i mean the guy is he never ceases to amaze me yeah it's a hit it's that's what it is this is uh your love ain't right counts 77 thanks stoney we'll be catching up with you later thank you thanks everybody
Wasting more time
Yes, post-adolescence right there. Uh, some brand new music. That's a debut right here uh, from their upcoming album, Goodbye from the Future. That is the track, Asexual. It's been a while, long time since we've had these guys uh, and gal in the studio. I was just actually listening to um, your uh, the, the My Nothing album the other day. And uh, the song, the song on there that was like one of my favorite is "It Gets Better," which is you guys just have a great sound, Johnny, 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 with your voice. It's uh, it's so unique. What's up, brother? Oh, good to see, you, man. Thank you. It's good to have you in. Uh, congratulations on the uh, the new CD that's coming out. A lot of hard work involved in that. Lots of hard work. And <laughs> a long a long time coming. Yeah, we've been working on it. Uh, for a while, but we're very excited about it, and uh, everything's finally coming to fruition. So, um, it's uh, the the My Nothing CD came out. What? How long ago was that? A couple years ago? Uh, I think two thousand ten. Two thousand ten, like late two thousand ten. Yeah. Uh, and since then, we did we did once, uh, well, a couple singles. Yeah. Um, between you now dropped and then. some but, tracks here and there. Yeah, but this is the first like full full length, length deal. Release. Um, and, uh, tell us a little bit about where you guys have been. Well, first of all, introduce to, to the listening audience, the band. Uh, well, I'm Johnny. I uh, play guitar, uh, write the lyrics and sing. I'm Adrian. I play guitar and keyboards and move around a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Brian and I just play drums. <laughs> Siobhan and I play bass. Excellent. And backup vocals. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wh- how have things been for you guys uh, and uh, you gal as a band? <laughs> when I say guys, I'm just going to include we you. We kind of know. Yeah, I'm all right with that. Okay, yeah, she's one of the guys. It's she's one of the guys. I'll just call you gals. How about that? All right, you gals. That works too. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's Seattle. Uh, the Puget Sound is a tough scene. Um, there's a lot of talent out there, you know, and, mm-hmm. and the clubs we've talked about on here, how they're dwindling and it's getting tougher and tougher to find places to play and stay relevant and all of that stuff. You guys have managed to do that from the first time I had you on my show. Um, I see you guys on Facebook. I see you guys are still out there uh, doing your thing and playing. Uh, what's the road been like for you the last couple of years? Uh, it's, it's been just pretty steady. I mean, we've been writing a lot of songs that we've, uh, haven't recorded yet. Uh, so, uh, that's our next step. Um, but uh, since then we've just been basically honing our craft and getting better and trying to figure out, you know, what we really want to do with the band, which direction we want to take in. Uh, and hence, uh, Siobhan, our newest addition, mm-hmm. she's our new bass player. Yay, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we're, uh, we're stoked about that. It's really, uh, re-energize the band and uh, we're trying new things we're doing new things with vocals lots of uh, that whole uh, male female dynamic Mm -hmm. Um, oftentimes she's been confused for a man singing and i've been confused for a woman singing so (laughs) we're we're kind of playing off that too like it's it's an interesting dynamic keeping it kind of androgynous i guess siobhan what attracted you to to this band How, how did you get involved um initially i think i really liked johnny's singing and i thought the band was really tight they were a three-piece at the time. They were looking for a guitar player, keyboard player, and Adrian joined the band. And 
Then I went to a lot of their shows. So and then they needed to. So you kind of stalked them. I did. I stalked them. That's always a good way to get into a band. (laughs) Stalk, stalk, stalk. Show up for the shows. Support them and stuff. One the thing is, me and Chavon had a band together called Motoric, and we actually played with them at a great show in Maple Falls, which Mm -hmm. you know out by Mount Baker. Yeah. Hoot to Maple Falls. Yeah, hoot out. (laughs) So I mean, it was just amazing kind of gig outdoors, like a big bonfire, people getting crazy and having fun and. We loved their band, and they like they loved our band, and it just ironically, you know, a couple of years later, you uh, stole was, the member. That was Motoric's last show. And oh, okay. So, so actually, half of Motoric and half of, or two thirds of Post Adolescence forms Post Adolescence two point one. Two point oh. <laughs> yeah. Version five. Version yeah, five right like now. That, I think. Nice. Um, Six, seven, something like that. Is uh, you guys have a lot of energy when you're on stage, and uh, it's it's something that everybody talks about after they see you. Um, how do you guys how, how do you keep up that energy I mean, do you do you come in energized and then you're going to grab the audience and energize them or do you feed off of the audience well it's a little bit of both but i think that all of us are much better performers on stage than practice but we do work hard at practice but we're all <laughs> like we yeah see i wouldn't i would probably wouldn't uh rent you guys a house for practice because it would be i would assume it would get get trash the way you guys (laughs) the way the way you guys do pretty good but (laughs) there's been a little bit of debauchery here and there the the place is a little small so we we do tend to hit each other with guitars quite often (laughs) (laughs) you know thus the bruises right (laughs) adrian has a really big guitar right now yeah i bumped my head on the ceiling once it was terrible (laughs) we like adrian's big guitar so the, the you're talking about you guys uh, have songs that you haven't recorded and so how do you find um, for you and, and all of you as a band do you find the recording process rewarding is it tedious is it something you look forward to or something you you kind of like uh, you know dr- have to drag in and, and do it it really depends on the day I mean uh, usually leading up to it we get really excited because we come up with brand new stuff and uh, a lot of the times in the studio, you know, you're just trying something and you discover something that you never thought of. That's awesome. And then sometimes you get to that point where you're mixing and you're just like, I, I can't tell what's going on anymore. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you've been listening to it for <laughs> hours. Getting uh, yeah. and start to and bleed. you're like, is this song any good? Is it even a song? I don't know. Yeah. And then the next day you're like, oh, wow, wow, that was awesome. So, you know, it's, it's really just a process. And we're, we're pretty good at supporting each other. I mean, Brian will always sit there with Johnny when he's doing his vocals and just say like, that was a good take. Now do it again. You know, and and put a little more. Rather than you suck, do it again. (laughs) I think think a a singer is always going to want to sound good. Sure, absolutely. And and, and sincere and convincing. But sometimes to record a good song, you have to get a little outside of where you're comfortable and just be a little more, a little nastier. Well, yeah. And sometimes if you're on take, you know, whatever, 10, 12, it's hard to pull that same emotion and Mm -hmm. um, have to take a break or whatever. Uh, So... With the new music that, that we're hearing today, from where you started in your mind as, you know, hearing it, trying to lay it down on paper, share it with them, and is it sounding the same? Are you satisfied with, uh, it, or does it go through a process of the different uh, music, you know, the different instruments and so forth, and take on a new life of its own? Well, sounding the same, no, but satisfied with it, definitely. Um, I think... The, it's just all part of the process. Like it, it always ends up sounding not quite exactly how you envisioned it. There's always some element that gets added in there that you're like, wow. 
It morphs. Or like you said, you accidentally stumble across some some something that you're like, oh, let's keep that. Exactly. We're good at that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we do that a lot. Especially with like <laughs> keyboards and stuff. It's like you accidentally fall down on the keyboard and you're like, oh, wait, that sounded cool. Again. <laughs> Art happens. What patch was that? Yeah. They, they play themselves, really. We're just there to turn them on. There's a mystery drum hit in one of our songs that nobody knows is there but me. And it, I hear it every time. Nice. <laughs> yeah, that's the other thing where you just, you, so, you like, you like focus in on your segment and you hear things that nobody else yeah. hears. And no one else cares. Someday. Someone right. Will, and there's a lot of that. Like, hey, what'd you do there? <laughs> you know, I'm going to wait for them to find it. I was, I was at work one day recently having a weird day and I thought I'm going to listen to yes, which I don't usually do. And, I, and I'm listening to, you know, fragile or something. Sure. Great album, but it sounds amazingly thin. In, in, in the modern era on a headphones, not on a record, you know, when you're, right. you know, through a booming record player, there's, it's kind of thin and scrappy sounding and they, you know, they could have obsessed about that. There was nothing better they could have done or it's a great album. Mm-hmm. Oh you yeah. It's, so there's all kind of examples of that where you, if you break down, um, you know, so even some of your favorite stuff, you start breaking it down and you, you realize Man, when I first heard this, it was like the most amazing thing I ever heard. Yeah. And then as you break it down, it becomes like, really? That's what that is? Oh, man, that's so simple. Or yeah. that's, it's amazingly not so complex as I thought it was. Simple is a key, actually. And I think it's the hardest thing for musicians to do is to know that you don't always have to be on the ragged edge of what you can do. Sure. Yeah. I mean, and this band is a tribute to that. We do keep it simple to some degree. I mean, if you can't play a part, simplify it. Sure. You know? And there's nothing wrong with that. And you guys have a great sound and great songs. Let's go to another one. We're talking with the band Post Adolescence. They're out of Seattle. They have a new CD coming out uh, titled Goodbye from the Future. And this is what would you call or what you would call socialism. I got it right. 